Hi and welcome to another edition of Love Laid Bear. I am of course your host Dion. Um, thank you for tuning again this week guys. Now I am joined by a very special guest. Um, I am joined today by Kwame. Thank you Dion. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah I'm not bad. Not bad. Um, I My daughter contracted conjunctivitis today. Ooh. Yeah, so it's a bit of gunky eyes, but she's all right. She'll be okay. She's okay, fine. You got the antibiotic eye drops? Yes. Okay. Yeah, good, went good. to the pharmacy to get that. Um, so, yes, Kwame, tell us a bit about you, because you actually have your own podcast, don't you? Yes, so um, I co-host a podcast called The Daddy Series, um, which is a podcast that we launched um, April this year. And that was basically a platform for fathers who are co-parenting. Um, so there's a number of platforms out there um, for mothers, um, where they have the opportunity to share their experiences um, but there hasn't been anything really for fathers um, not consistently anyway um, so whereas me myself I'm a parent um, a father who's co-parenting and uh, many of my friends as well are in the same situation and a lot of the time when we get together we're just sharing experiences giving each other advice and that kind of thing so we came up you know, my other friend came up with the idea and said you know what why not set up a podcast um, that way we can shed some light on our experiences and help those um, who are going through the, the same situation um, not to make the same mistakes that we did um, and also the up-and-coming generation as well um, you know they can hear our side of the story um, that way when they get into such situations they can make the right decisions and again just not make the same mistakes that we did and it was also to bring to attention that actually there are fathers out there that are trying to play their part okay in raising their children um you know there's a stereotype out there that you know um there aren't black fathers around or there aren't good black fathers mm -hmm. around which isn't true um there's many there's many good black fathers out there or there's many black fathers that want to be involved um in their children's life um, but for one reason or another um that doesn't always happen um and there are people doing it in the background um but you know what it, it doesn't get brought to light if anything what gets brought to light is the man that doesn't want to be there for the child mm -hmm. um or even there's a man that wants to be there for the child but maybe the mother of the child isn't letting him have that input well let's let's talk about that so mm. th so this stereotype about you know um black fathers in particular not being there mm. where do you think that comes from then um, in your experience, because obviously you've, you know, you've had this discussion quite a few times. In my experience, and, you know, someone might see me as putting the blame on someone else. But I personally think it comes from the media. Okay. Like, um, in a lot of our programs or films that we see mm -hmm. um, on TV, um, you know, the black fathers are not together um, with their mother of their child. And I'm not saying that yeah they picked that up from thin air, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe there were one or t there are one or two examples, um, maybe more than one or two examples where actually yeah the fathers are not with the mother of their children. But I feel like the media has just amplified it and just made it seem like okay yeah, you know what black fathers don't play their part. Um, they either um, disown their children, don't accept responsibility, or they go to jail, things like that. Um, the fathers that are in the house 
and that are there for their children that doesn't necessarily get brought to light like i remember back in the day you'd see um programs like um desmond's my yes. wife and kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know where fathers were playing their role in the household in a positive way in a yeah. positive mm-hmm. way cosby show um okay maybe i shouldn't have mentioned that one but yeah, no, but, no, but it was I'm, still, yeah, you know I mean? but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what he did outside of <laughs> yeah. the Cosby show is another thing, but you yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yes. Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. But, but Will's dad was absent as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Will's dad was absent, mm. but... Um, Uncle Phil was... Uncle Phil was around, mm. you know, which is which is a real-life scenario. Yeah. But, you know, it did show that actually, yeah, black fathers, there are black fathers that, that are around. Um, but over the years, we seem to have moved away from that. Um and like a lot of the shows it just shows fathers or black men playing the role of being a drug dealer um being the bad guy mm-hmm. um not necessarily as a family man mm-hmm. um and personally i haven't seen a change in like the in real life um i think it's always been the same there are families that the fathers are around and there are families that you know the fathers are not around um, but, but so you d- you don't see there as being an imbalance of fathers that are because I think also as well sometimes we need to define what not being around is because mm-hmm. I think I actually covered this on my radio show once um, and we need to differentiate between fathers that are just not in the home but are co-parenting yeah you yeah. know to the ones that are just not there at all no, I'm talking about fathers that are absent They're completely completely mm-hmm. absent yeah. Um, they don't have any contact with their child, no no input whatsoever, mm-hmm. whether it be physically, emotionally, or financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with that, I'm not saying it's not, it doesn't happen, but I think it's uncommon. Mm. Um, it's not as common as they make it out to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like in the media, it's just it's just amplified. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, black men, they just have children, and you know they don't take care of their responsibilities. And then also, I think that sometimes women don't help either. Yeah. And you know what? I've never thought about it, but maybe that could be part of the reason as to why it's amplified because, you know... Women have more of a voice? Yeah, women do have more of a voice. So, you know, when I was growing up, like in my my younger days, um, I didn't hear like my parents' generation complaining about their husbands or their father of their children but as i grew up more mm-hmm. and maybe my generation or um or our generation let's say you know they'd be the ones that say you know my baby father ain't shit and all that kind of stuff <laughs> uh, my baby father's this he's a waste man and all that kind of all you know um but 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 is it is it because women now have more of a voice than they did back then though yes they do um, they do, and they have to. That's an, that's another topic of conversation. But um, yeah, w- women have to have more of a voice um, due to due to just <sighs> it's a deep topic for me. Like just due to circumstances, mm-hmm. um, due to the way that they've been treated in the past, so they have to be stronger. They have to speak up. You know, they can't they can't take things just sitting down. Maybe the way our our parents' generation. May have done hmm. about certain things, and I, I'm a firm believer that they have to, but you can do it in a positive way. Okay. You, you don't, you know, when it comes to 
things like um you know when you're talking about the father of your child you don't have to do it in a negative light because at the end of the day you're the one that's with him you know if he's a if he's a waste man like it's you, you that's you with pick, him you, you pick the waste him. man yeah do you know what i mean so you're only making yourself look bad um initially anyway but unfortunately people pick that up and then they generalize it and you know when there's two or three women saying that you know what yeah my baby father's you know not pulling his weight and okay they all seem to be black oh well maybe black men are just not good fathers okay so on the on that topic then of you know the breakdown of the relationship Mm. so let's talk let's look into that okay why I, I, there, there quite clearly is a, a rise in, um, you know, the whole co-parenting situation, um, you know, families breaking up and the such, whether married or not. Yeah. Um, from a man's perspective, and you know, speaking to men on your podcast, mm-hmm. is there a kind of running theme of scenarios mm. that's causing the breakdown in these relationships in the first place? Yeah, um, it's because guys cheat. <laughs> no, no, you know it's, it's not. It's not because guys cheat, but um, I think I think you can't just blame men. Oh, I think both parties oh, are really? to blame. Yeah, I don't think it's just men, but I personally think um, from what I've heard and from my understanding is that both parties don't understand sex. They don't understand what it's for interesting okay they don't, they please don't, they don't understand what it's for um and in essence you could say that it's almost abuse okay so could you like could you go into a bit okay. more detail let, let me go into detail yeah so basically what's happening is that you know people are seeing people that they're physically attracted to and having sex with them um and they're thinking about the pleasure side and not thinking about actually um sex was made for procreation yes the pleasure is just a byproduct of what actually sex is for but what we're trying to do is get the byproduct and get it so much that actually we forget that you know what someone can get pregnant by doing what i'm doing and by them getting pregnant you're starting a new life Mm -hmm. a seed you're bringing a child into this world and it requires a hundred percent 110 percent 150 percent from both parties yeah and people are not taking that into consideration. So what they're doing is they're having the sex, they're having the fun, and then when the words "I'm pregnant" comes up, they're like, "Whoa!" They don't want to accept responsibility mm-hmm. for the act that they've committed. Yes. And like I said, it's it's you know it's both parties because you get guys that still want to live their life and and um, you know n- not make certain sacrifices mm-hmm. and. You also get women that say, you know what, well, I don't want to make certain sacrifices as well. And they just don't see eye to eye. And I think when you're both at different points in your life um, and you're not ready to make those sacrifices to raise a child, it's difficult. Yes. It's mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, it's like two people trying to make a journey, but both of them want to go in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to work. And I think that's what brings about a lot of conflict um because everyone's thinking about themselves it's about me you know i i wanna i wanna do what i wanna do and maybe so you're speaking from the man's perspective no both like the man might say yeah i want to do what i want to do i will 
yeah, you, I might have had a child, but I still want to live my life. Yeah. Um, like, if I use my experience, like, personally, when I had my daughter, you know, I was in uni. And, oh, wow. Okay. But nothing, nothing was stopping me from getting to uni. Okay, yeah, I had a daughter. This was, what, when I was in fourth year? Just before I was going into fourth year. Um, and I was going to uni outside of London. So, yeah, I had my daughter, but it was like, okay, yeah, she's here, but I'm still going to uni. I'm still going to stay up there and, you know, like, go to lectures there and live the uni life and go out to the raves and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the mother of my child had to make that sacrifice and say, you know, I'm going to take a year out um, to look after my child, raise my child and whatnot. Um, So did that naturally cause conflict then? Yeah, of course. Um, But I didn't understand it Mm. at the time. Because like I said, I was, um, we were in a relationship anyway, but I was having sex with someone purely for the pleasure part of it and didn't realise that actually a baby could come from it. Mm -hmm. So when a baby did come, I wasn't prepared to make any sacrifices. I see, okay. I I wanted to live my life. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, naturally, that, that created conflict. Um, I was at one end of England. She was down here. Um, so, obviously, I couldn't be around as much as I should have been around. Mm-hmm. And and that that's probably the situation for a lot of people. Not saying that, you know, people were in uni or in different parts of the city, but, you know, maybe they were committed to doing something else, whether it be work, whether it be going on holidays mm-hmm. or like doing your thing with the guys or whatever it is that you do um yeah they're just not willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. it and yeah it just it just creates difficulties so in hindsight then um do you feel like you missed out on like key moments of your daughter's kind of yeah. development and stuff 100 percent, 100 percent. and that's that's one thing i don't believe in regrets i believe in lessons mm-hmm. um but that's been one big lesson for me like you can't get those years back. Mm. Like my, my daughter's grown now. She's eight. So me being away, um, I've missed out like on a big part of her life. Like, you know, I didn't get to hear her first words. Oh, wow. Um, um, I didn't get to take her to nursery for the first day. Wow. You know, so those, those are key things that I missed out on. Mm. Um, just because I was more focused on, you know, like building uh, a profession for myself and, you know, getting the right job or the right work and getting money and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I missed out on, which I, w- I wouldn't even do again. Like, I, if someone said to me, you know, you had a choice, you, had, you either had to quit your occupation um to raise your child or to see those key moments of your child's life, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm. I, I wouldn't even think about it because those are priceless moments. Those are moments that you can't get back. Um, but if you're if you're if you're not thinking like that, um, you think it's nothing. Ah, oh, my child goes my child goes nursery every day. I'll, I'll see her another day. But yeah, nah, that that first day, trust me, like it it means a lot. Like mm. that first day of school, like because I missed that. I made sure that I was at the first day of school. I remember I was sitting outside the gate waiting for my daughter. 
um, that the school even came out to me and like, are you alright? Right. right. <laughs> like, I mean, I was there early. I made sure I was there. Why? Cause I didn't want to miss out on those moments. Yeah. Like even even now when she goes back to school after um, holidays or whatever, I make sure I'm there because I don't want to miss out on those moments. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it took me going through that previously, like missing out on those moments to realize that you know what, I can't do that again. Yeah. Um, and. Unfortunately, um, not everyone realizes that. Some people realize it when it's too late. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's not something that I would want to do again. Okay, so um, so was your absence and you kind of like a build up of obviously you just not being around, missing mm. key moments. Is that what inevitably led to the breakdown of your relationship? Would you say? Um, I wouldn't say that was what solely um, led to the breakdown of the relationship, but I think it played a part. Um, I think it definitely played a part. Um, I think the pressures of just um, having a baby um, from a woman's perspective, um, obviously that changes your emotions, it changes the way you think. Um, And me not understanding that, um, I think that's what mostly um, led to us not seeing eye to eye and miscommunicating and all that kind of stuff. I think that's what led to the breakup of the relationship. Um, But, you know, us being older, we we now have seen that actually, you know what, we were both young, we rushed into something and actually, you know, we weren't supposed to be together. Okay. Long term. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we've got a blessing from it. Um, so we'll, you know, work together to, um, raise our child, but, you know, it, it wasn't a situation that we were supposed to be in, hence why it didn't work out. Um, I think, yeah, so even though we did, even though we broke up, um, maybe it was something that was meant to be. Okay. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so... How has, how do you now, mm. um, following this breakup, mm. how do you now form a successful co-parenting relationship? Because obviously, if you've mm. broken up with somebody, naturally there's going to be animosity, there's going to be yeah. arguments, you know, everyone's going to be in their feelings about whatever's happened. Yeah. So how, how do you then bridge <laughs> that gap and actually mm. get on a, a, a kind of level playing field where you're kind of like okay we've gone through this drama yeah. here we are now or are you there should I say yeah I could definitely say I'm there um, and I think it's easier for guys to do because um, I think the key to it is to put your feelings and your emotions to the side what, but what both men and women or are you speaking for like no both men and women have, have got to put their emotions to the side for okay. it to work um, but I'm saying that more time it's easier for guys to put their emotions to the side Okay. And make decisions based on the priorities of the child. Really? Rather than making decisions based on how they feel. That's that's been my experience. Like the way I look at it now, um, I look at it as my daughter is priority, she's number one. Everything else is irrelevant. How I feel is irrelevant. Um, okay. So why do you think women aren't able to do that? Um because 
Ugh, I know I'm going to get into trouble for saying this, you know. <laughs> it's okay. I, but, I'll, I'll move my glass. I won't put with you. Go on. No, but I just think um, God created women to be more emotional than men. Okay. Um, so, therefore... Uh, <laughs> no, go on, look. look. No, this isn't all women. Yeah, this no, no, isn't no, no, all women, fine. yeah. But um, when you're unable to manage your emotions... Um, sometimes your emotions can get ahead of you and you can make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. Okay, that's a lovely saying. Could you... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Could you give us an example? Give me an example. Um, okay. Because I, I feel like men love to use that line that women are too emotional and, we, you know, we just... We just we're not rational, mm. you know, because we our emotions just take us over the hormones, PMT. Okay. Give me an example. So an example is, you know what, maybe you and the father of your child have had an argument, yeah, on a Friday. And you are, and the man, you are supposed to take the child out on a Saturday. What was the argument about? See, this is the thing, because... <laughs> the argument, the argument could be about anything. To me, to me, like, to be honest, the argument is irrelevant. If I'm supposed to take my child out on the Saturday and we've already arranged it mm-hmm. I don't think the argument should affect it regardless of what it's about so let's say you know for this scenario's sake we've had an argument about um, you didn't like the way that I spoke to you that is a very good example yeah um, what did you say to me <laughs> in the conversation just for example um Let's say I said to you... Shut your mouth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just, for the, for the conversation's sake, let's say I said to you, you know what, that shut up. We were talking about something and I said to you, shut up. Okay, am I a dickhead? <laughs> no, you're not, but maybe we're having a conversation and things got a bit heated and I said to you, you know what, shut up. So was there no better way that you could articulate that than telling no, you to shut up? No, there's, there is no valid reason why I should be telling you to shut up mm-hmm. yeah I'm in the wrong 100% I'm in the wrong however there's different ways you can go about saying to me or letting me know that I'm in the wrong saying to me you can't see your child is not one of them oh, of course not no mm-hmm. but that's what but that's what I mean because you know you're upset that I said shut up and you're not happy about it and you're in your emotions and your feelings you make a decision based on that and say you can't see your child, and that that is something that happens. It mm. happens. It's it's common. It's you know you can't see your child. You can't see your child. You can't see your child. It's like a repetitive song that men hear all the time. Okay, let me. Okay, let me just put this into some kind of context so that I can. So I'm a woman. So mm. now you, I, in my opinion. Not that I've even gone through this personally, but in my opinion, I sometimes feel like it's not necessarily right now in this conversation, you told me to shut up and I've just flown off the hand and said, that's it. You're not seeing a child. (laughs) Actually, what probably happens is that there's a string of instances where you're being continuously disrespectful. Mm. And then this one time you now take it too far. And I'm like, you know what? Until such time that you can actually speak to me with some respect... I don't think especially see your child because 
I don't know if you're gonna. I don't know. Like maybe. No. Yeah. What's the valid reason? No. No. We don't. Wait. Let me land. Okay. What I'm saying is, is <laughs> that I'm not saying this is you, but I'm just saying yeah, like yeah. I can I can almost see how things like this can get out of hand because sometimes men feel like they can say and do what they want and there were no repercussions and i think sometimes with women because sometimes where we are in a position where we feel like we lack a little bit of control so so i'm not saying it's right Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. but i can see how some women might be like do you know what you're being disrespectful every time i speak to you you're not doing a b c and d that you're supposed to be doing, but then you think that you're just going to rock up here and take little Johnny mm. and go. No. Okay. But then, who does that affect? Of course, it affects the child. 100%. Mm. And it also affects the mum too, because guess what? She needs a break. But her pride would rather deal with the extra load of having little Johnny for the day yeah. than to allow the man... To take the child at the, at the expense of the child at the expense of the child but yeah but then but but again it's like well at what stage then does does the man correct his behavior because why do why do you think that you can just keep doing things like this and there's going to be no repercussions no but there, there's other things you could do you could say right you know what until you can learn how to talk to me properly you communicate through me via text you can't if you're gonna you know be disrespectful over the phone and tell me to shut up because you don't need to have a phone conversation. Or if you're going to tell me, sh- shut up to my face, you know, we don't we don't need to, you know, see each other face to face. When you want to pick out your child, you pick out your child and, you know, we keep it as that. Now, naturally, you know, if you've had a child with someone and they're saying to you, you know, I don't want to talk to you, like, they're, they're, not, they're not giving you any recognition whatsoever. No form of communication or anything. I think you would feel away personally mm-hmm. and then you might you know maybe not immediately but after a while you might think all right you know um let me just apologize or maybe let me come correct mm-hmm. and speak properly because at the end of the day you two need to have some sort of a relationship yes mm-hmm. for parenting for co-parenting to work um so i think there's other ways you can go about it um you know using the child as a pawn i don't think it should be one of them no absolutely and i don't i don't agree with using the child as a pawn at all however you know, looking from the outside in, I can understand how it gets, it can get to that situation, is all I'm yeah. kind of saying. Do you know what I mean? But I, 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 I just think it doesn't need to get to that situation. And you know what? Like, guys can help the situation. Like, if you manage it correctly, like, um, who is it that I heard say? I think it was G Fresh. He was like, you know what? You've got to look at it as a business. Yes. Like it's, it's a what, part, yes, it's I a, like I love that. It's yeah, a, it's a partnership at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Now, if you're in any business with a partner, there's times you know what you have to appease your partner. You know, there's times you have to make sacrifices in order for your partner to be happy and to be able to fulfill their part of the business. That way, the venture goes on to do what it's supposed to do, and it's done successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sometimes, us guys, we need to hold our mouths, you know. Absolutely. We, we need to hold our mouths and, you know, not always be like, who's she talking to? Am I a dickhead? Am I a dickhead? Like, you can't talk to me like that. Sometimes we just need to keep quiet for the benefit 
of the relationship mm-hmm. and the benefit of the child and address the situation in a different way mm-hmm. rather than you know what being all aggressive and being loud shut up shut up and all that kind of stuff um, I think we just got to be smart about the situation which unfortunately that doesn't always happen um, so why are men not smart <laughs> men are smart we're, we're very smart beings you know um, but you know, what, you know what gets in the way you know what gets in the way is our pride okay we've got too much pride um, and you need to put that aside like when, it, when it comes to your child there should be no pride you know what I mean you, sh- you should be willing to do anything mm-hmm. to have a relationship with your child or see your child you know what I mean um, like I said there's there's parts of my child's life that I missed out on that I, I wouldn't do again yeah um, for my future children and you know if that means I've got to put my pride to the side um, then I'll do it you know what I mean not, not saying that I'm going to let someone walk all over me no that's not what I'm saying but I just feel like there's better ways you can handle the situation it's not it's not every situation that requires a response mm-hmm. immediately yeah sometimes you you just need to step away and come back at a different angle a smarter angle mm-hmm. you know and um so you see um in that period of time where you weren't really seeing your daughter as much as you should have done because you were studying right mm. now when dads become absentee dads yeah. obviously there is there's a point that there's a crossroad where a decision has to be made yeah and for whatever reason ultimately they subconsciously maybe decide that they're not going to pursue this relationship or just kind of fall by the wayside yeah now as a guy can you can you almost empathize or understand how men can get could get to that point where they kind of feel like I've not seen little Johnny. Yeah. It's probably too late for now for me to make an effort. Let me just not cut, but like. No, I can't empathize with that. No. I I don't understand. Okay. How someone would do that. I don't understand how someone would do that and be like, you know what? Yeah, because I've been away for so long. Um, even if you feel like your child's not going to remember you or know you, mm-hmm. guess what? You can you can make an effort. Um, you can start from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And build that relationship back up. Um, what I do feel, um, or where I do feel guys kind of step away um, is when they feel that they're hitting a brick wall. Okay. Every time, every time they're trying to make an effort to get to know their child, um, it's not it's not happening, um, or they get made out to be something else. Like they try so many things and they try so hard, but every time they do try, um, they're unsuccessful, or they're getting made out to be a bad person, or it has it has a negative impact on their life. Like I I know guys that have made efforts, numerous amount of efforts to um, make contact with their child and it's either um, impacted them negatively um, either emotionally mentally or financially to a point where they say to themselves you know what nah I, I just need to step away from this step back and focus on me so could you could you give us um, like just some examples from people that you've spoken to like so on a on a on a on a emotion on a, on an emotional level then mm. 
what kind of scenarios could make a guy be like say like that like emotionally um, and mentally like what what kind okay, of okay so let, let me say that for example mentally um i think the example of not seeing your child that that can affect a man mentally like i don't i don't think people realize how much like that can affect you especially when you want to see your child yeah um so you know like being constantly rejected and um being depressed you know there's there's like i know of one particular person that because they couldn't see their child like they literally couldn't go to work oh wow because it, it affected them that bad like they they literally just thought about seeing their child oh wow and because they weren't able to do that they weren't able to function correctly not able to live their life and luckily for them that situation worked out in the end um after um, a few people intervened but not everyone is that lucky mm-hmm. you know and if you're if you're not able to conduct your day-to-day activities if you're not able to do what you need to do to survive you might say to yourself actually you know what the situation is having a negative impact on me i need to step out of this situation mm-hmm. and do what's right for me and i think those, those are the situations that can lead a man to say you know what nah i can't do this um or even financially um the mother of your child is um quote unquote making you pay a substantial amount let's say you only earn a thousand two hundred pounds a month and you know she's bringing you a nursery fee or a nursery bill of a thousand pounds a month and you only got two hundred pounds to yourself for a month you you know you got with that you got to pay your expenses and stuff like that you're looking at me like yeah so (laughs) <laughs> okay but okay but then but then who but who's supposed to foot the rest of that cost though no nah, but I th- you know what Th- that is probably like a that's another spectrum of the topic that we can look at but let me just finish with this one first all right yeah <laughs> so yeah maybe you're getting left with 200 pounds uh-huh. at the end of the month and you're saying do you know what nah this is too much for me i can't do this and um you feel that you need to step back from the situation which is yeah it's selfish but to so step back and not pay yeah and not pay and you might feel like nah i can't do this and you know you might just try and hide and but then yeah. who's gonna pay for it um do you know what i'm saying because where, where where is she supposed to find because because essentially what you're now asking her to do mm. is it's either she stops working yeah right yeah to cover the time where that child could be at nursery and she could be earning a salary or you have to do something else in order to make your fair contribution so by by him walking away yeah wait um it's not right i I believe it isn't right but um like i under don't get me wrong that example that you've given about someone earning 1200 pounds a month Mm. like i get it it's Mm. It, it's expensive it's like yeah. what, what are you what are you supposed to do yeah. but then what is she supposed to do then but i i believe in that situation yeah um you must be able to compromise to some sort of degree you know even even if you can bring down the nursery bill to 800 pounds but how would you do that okay so because um, someone, someone's going to have to cut down their hours yeah so exactly so maybe someone's going to have to cut down their hours alright you cut down your hours then I'll cut down my hours if it makes financial sense 
Okay. If it does, if it doesn't make financial sense for me to cut down my hours, let's say I earn more, then maybe it makes sense for you to cut down your hours. Okay, this is where we're gonna have a problem now, right? Because <laughs> I've already had to take off a year maternity leave to look mm-hmm. after said child, which means that you know my pension contributions are gonna be a lot lower than yours when I get to retirement. Okay. And women are already discriminated against in the workplace where they have children. Okay. So you now want me to cut down my hours mm-hmm. to facilitate your pocket. Yeah. We're no longer together. Yeah. Then I'm seeing on Instagram that you're throwing it up in the club. <laughs> yeah, you're going Vegas and Miami and yeah. having these great trips. Yeah. And I've had to cut my hours to look after little Johnny. Yeah. How's that fair? Okay. Two things, yeah. Number one, yeah. That sacrifice that you make is not permanent. It's temporary. It's yeah. Hold on. It's, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, they're only in nursery for a couple of years before they go to school. And luckily for us. Four years, four, five years. Four, five years. And luckily for us, we're in a system that schooling is free. Yeah. Number two, if one of us has had to make those sacrifices or cut down our hours, let's say, mm-hmm. um, no one should be in Vegas living it up or popping bottles or, you know, um, living their best life. Yeah, but realistic. Yeah, but let's be realistic. Nine times out of ten, the guy is still going to be living his life. Yeah, but I, 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 well, I can only speak for myself and my circle of friends. I have a problem with that. We have a problem with that. If you're not pulling up your weight and not doing your part that you're supposed to be doing, you can't, you can't hang with us. You can't, you know, like, can't be doing maybe the things that we might be doing in terms of like going on holiday and, um, you know, going out and doing all that kind of stuff when you're not giving the mother of your child the financial support that she needs. Yeah, but how are you going to know either way? No, nah, but you know those kind of things. Like, if it's your friend, like, you know those kind of things. Maybe, you know, the mother of your child spoken to you or let you know one, two things or, like... She's lying. <laughs> nah, but, like... She's if trying it's, to if, it's, if it's your close friend... Um, you're gonna know when he's pulling up his weight and, and when he's not. I would think anyway. Um, but you know, if he's um, overtly doing it, and then yeah, he's coming out with the lads popping bottles and uh, you know, designer clothes head to toe. Um, but then you know, your the mother of the child is struggling to even get money to top up her Easter. Then nah, gee, you. What you're doing isn't cool. So you can do you can ask him from the WhatsApp group when he when it when it's finished your birthday, you can say no, no, Terry. Yeah, you're not coming. You can't you, and you you will get brushed openly to a point where you think to yourself, actually no, what I'm doing is wrong. Do you know what? Like, and if I commend you, you know, if that is how you handle your friends, but that's not how the majority of male <laughs> friendships work. Because people tend to just want to stay out of other people's situations and business and i know i don't know like I, I i find that men i think it's changed a lot now but i just find that i don't really feel like men really talk to their friends about stuff like that that makes them look bad that's that's true um that's true to an extent but um i think with me um my circle of friends i can say i can 
definitely say that we're a bit different um especially with my close friends because um there's there's a few of us but we're more like brothers okay and there's accountability within the circle oh fantastic okay that's good because we want everyone to do well we want each of us you know to fulfill our potential um so that means you have to be open honest and you have to pull up your brother when he's doing something wrong out of love um so yeah when, when you do see certain things happening let's see let's say you know you see your your brother treating his girl a certain way that you feel maybe he was wrong for that you gotta open up your mouth and say it out mm-hmm. of love you can't just you can't just close your eyes and pretend like you didn't see it mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if your if your brother continues um in that action you know it's going to jeopardize himself and you don't want to see that happen mm-hmm. so out of love you just speak out and we all understand each other at the end of the day so we know that you know he's not saying it because he doesn't like me or anything like that he's saying it you know because he loves me i can either listen or i can't listen well, no, or yeah. I, I won't listen at the end of the day and i think if if us as men did that more um you know certain things that we're doing that we're not supposed to be doing maybe that would come to an end or maybe that would reduce okay so i want to move on to how we manage um kind of co-parenting when a new partner might come into the mix Mm. so as a man how i mean i don't even know if you're in this situation already but Mm. how how are you going to feel when you know the mother of your child you know has a a new partner that is actually serious and you know for example they might be living together now and they might be planning to get engaged and married yeah um you know there's going to be another man that you don't know that is going to um be a permanent fixture around your daughter yeah He's smiling, guys. I've seen every single <laughs> tooth in his mouth. Mm. Just keep it 100. Like, how, yeah. like, from your gut, how how does that or how would that make you feel? And what are your concerns? You know, initially, um, you're not going to like it um, as a man because you're thinking that, you know, my child is going to grow up spending more time around another man because if the if the mother's a primary carer then you know that man's also going to be around and literally your child is going to get to know another man maybe more than you um how does that make you feel so initially um i'd I'd feel hurt you know um you know it would be a difficult thing to accept um, but luckily for me, I think when me and um, the mother of my child were going through a rough patch, one of my friends said to me, bro, you've got two options. You can either make this work or you can go your separate ways. But just know that if you go your separate ways, there will be another guy that will come in and will be around your daughter more than you. Are you willing to accept that? And when he said that to me, I didn't even think about it. And it, okay. res- it resonated mm. with me for a few days. 
and I said, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to have to. So, you know, it's like I prepared myself before it even got there. Okay. So, yeah, initially, yeah, you're, you know, you're not going to like it, but you're just going to have to accept it. What else can you do? The other alternative is to get back together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not going to get back together, then that's the reality of it. You know, you're, the mother of your child shouldn't have to deprive herself of happiness just to satisfy your own ego. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Um, like, at the end of the day, you want, her to, you want your child to grow up in a stable home. And if the mother of your child has brought in someone um, that's respectable, someone that's good, that is willing to take your child as their own, as well as, you know, maintain boundaries, then, if anything, I think you should be giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's talk about boundaries then. Mm. So what kind of boundaries would you kind of want implemented <laughs> between her new partner and your daughter? Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think there should be like, you know, rule number one, rule number two, rule number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a, in an ideal world, yeah. if you could put rule number one to ten, like what what are the things that you, if you could have your own way, yeah. like what would you, what would it, what would it be, what would it look like for you? For me, I think the number one thing would be to treat my child as their own. Don't. Don't treat my child like an outcast or don't make them feel different because, um, you know, they are, they are not your biological child. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's number one. Um, Can I put a little okay, go ahead. diversion in that? So you would be happy for another man to completely treat her mm. like his own. So anything that you might do with your daughter... Mm. he would be allowed to do? No, 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 no. Because I was going to go on to rule number two. Okay, okay. So, (laughs) rule rule, rule number two is don't try to go on like I'm not there. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm her biological father. So, um, you need to acknowledge that and you need to respect that. Um, And if you can do that, I don't think there should be an issue. Um, you know, don't don't come around. Like, let's say, for example, if I've told my child, um, make the bed every time you wake up. And then when they're in your house, um, you're saying to the child, oh, don't worry about the bed. And my child's like, no, but my daddy said I have to make it. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about what your dad said. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you, you just totally disregarded the way I've, I'm trying to bring up my child. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, I've I've put something in place. This is how I'm trying to raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. Respect it, innit? Respect yeah. that I'm her father. And you know what? Let's try and do it together. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, you trying to be, like, trying to take my place or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, I know that's a bit of, like, a... Uh, that's a small example. But no, 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 but I it's a valid the, the one. Principles, the it's all about, like, stand. affection. Affection? Yeah. Like... If you want, if you want to give my uh, child a hug, yeah, why not? Kiss. <laughs> a kiss. Sit on the lap. Sit on the lap. 
No, she gets all that. She gets all of that from me. So no, but, but you know, but, no, me. but you said that you're okay. He needs to treat her as if she's his own. So yeah, to an extent, w- to an extent. So what I mean by that is, for example, the same way maybe you would spend on your own child, you know, for like um, presents or something like that. Yeah. Um, or even like just basic needs. Um, you wouldn't have to because I've made sure that my child is like fully looked after financially. But on the in case, you know, that you had to, like, don't treat my child any different, if that makes sense. Let's say, for example, you know, there's, there's other children in the mix. Yeah. Um, and you lot go to Nando's. Don't, don't be getting your kids, um, you know, two sides with their chicken and getting my child one side. Okay. Um, because you feel that, you know, it's my money, I'm using my money. And, yeah, I'm going to spend my money on my kids, but she's not my child or he's mm-hmm. not my child. So you can only get one side. Don't yeah. do that. Okay. I like the example you've given, actually, about other children in the mix. So let's say, you you know, your child is the eldest for your ex-partner. Mm. They then go and have other children. Mm. Okay. So in terms of, you know, um, giving fatherly affection and stuff like that, naturally if there's a slight boundary that you may have implemented yeah that you don't really find acceptable for him to do because it's not his daughter yeah she might be seeing him being very affectionate with his other child yeah and now she feels left out how do we manage that no but it shouldn't be a problem because she should get that affection from me but yes, but then if you're living with somebody, let's say, you know, she's seeing him 80% of the time and you 20% because you've also got, I don't know, a new relationship with children over there. So maybe she might come and stay with you every other weekend. So she's lacking that fatherly affection, but she's seeing it in the house, but she just can't get it. Yeah, but when you say affection, I think like there's, there's more than one way to show affection. Mm-hmm. You know, affection doesn't have to be shown by a kiss it can be shown by a hug yeah it can be shown by you know like tickling the child in appropriate places or you know you might want to play like an airplane game where maybe you lift the child up and you know pretend that they're an airplane or mm-hmm. you know rub their head or things like that you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, johnny yeah johnny, yeah yeah, yeah johnny. But, you know you can um you can show affection in other ways doesn't necessarily have to be a kiss where no 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 yeah not a kiss but like like for example if you let's say you were coming to pick up your child mm. uh, for the weekend and sh- you know they were laying on the couch with their stepdad and he's got his arm around her and then laying on their stepdad how would that make you feel would you be comfortable with that would i be comfortable with that just do, do, do you see what i mean would i be comfortable with that no nah, i wouldn't but when you say lying there, like what? Like how? Okay, um, like let's say he's like sitting in the chair. Yeah. And she's kind of laying on him and he's got his arm around her. I don't think that's a problem. Okay. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. So that wouldn't make you feel kind of like it's my daughter. No, no, because I, the reality of it is that I'm not with the mother. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. This guy is 
around her, uh, my child more than I am and they are going to develop their own relationship they're going to develop their own bond um, and there's nothing I can do hmm. um, you know so the quicker I accept it um, you know the easier it will be for me to move on from it and like, overlook it rather hmm. than make it an issue, issue. And <sighs> okay I'm going to ask like a bit of a uncomfortable question yeah. go ahead but I think, but I, I feel like it's something that every every parent, ha- like at some stage, think about. Mm. Now, obviously, we have a world of Gary glitters out there. Yeah. How do you know, like, how if your if your if your ex partner gets to someone else, yeah. it's like, how do you ever feel comfortable? Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, do you know what it is? I think it's in the way that it's done from the get go. It's in the way that um, your ex brings that new partner around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it's done in the correct way, you know, you automatically develop some sort of relationship with that person where you respect them, and maybe you, as you develop that relationship, you can begin to trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you get to know them more, you see what they're like and what they're not like. Yeah. Um, especially you think, when they're but, around you, your child. But do you think? But do you think that's an easy thing to do? Because I can't say that I know mm. many co-parenting situations where the ex-partners are cool with the current partners, and there is that. I think a lot of people still have a long way to get to that point. Yeah. Where they can actually have a kind of civil almost relationship with the other partner yeah. why do you think i mean i can speak from a woman's perspective but why do you think men can sometimes come to loggerheads because you know you hear a lot like that guy would be like oh don't bring no man around my youth <laughs> blah 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 where is that emotion coming from pride it's a pride thing me like personally that's what i think it is mm-hmm. um there may be other you know things that come into the mix I think those are secondary immediately I think it's a pride thing you don't you know you don't want your woman to be bringing or your ex rather to be bringing another guy around to make it look like he's better than you he's doing what you couldn't do or making you look um, insignificant so I think it's, it's guys more so worrying about how they how they look um, maybe to you know other people or to their friends or whatnot, whatever, because you know, like if um, your ex, you know, all of a sudden brings this new guy, putting him on social media, putting ah oh, the love of my life, oh, no, <laughs> no one's ever made me feel this, this way. way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, automatically you're gonna you're gonna feel like, wait, hold on, is she trying to be little me or something? Mm. And you know, your your ego takes control. And, I think that's 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 the main reason, you know, where you know guys don't really see eye to eye. But um, I think if women were to be smart about it and know that okay, this could potentially happen. Okay, how do we work around it? What's the mm-hmm. best way to address the situation? You know, maybe you're gonna go speak to the father of your child. You know, before you bring anyone into the mix and say, mm-hmm. listen, just to let you know that I'm seeing other people or I'm I'm dating again 
um, I'm not going to be single forever. And you not can have a discussion about it and then go from there. But, um, yeah, I think it's all in the way and how you do it. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people don't do it correctly. Okay. Hence why, you know, there are a lot of relationships where, you know, partners don't see eye to eye and that kind of thing. So do you think most of the time it's a communication barrier? Yeah, communication. Coupled with the man's pride and, and ego. The man's, and, and the man's pride. And then, um, not to forget, can't, can't forget the emotional factor from the female side. Of course we can't forget that, do no. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's difficult um, for a woman seeing someone that, you know, you loved, someone that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with, now making plans to spend the rest of his life with someone else. That can't be easy. I think um, I think women have an easier time accepting that to be honest. You think so? Yes, I do. I think as long I think as long as I think the problem arises when a man doesn't or stops doing what he is supposed to do. Mm. So for example, if you can see that um, you know, he might have taken little Johnny and Tammy swimming every Saturday mm. and then all of a sudden he gets into this relationship and he can no longer and you know the excuses are coming oh I can't take Tammy and Johnny because something else has come up but then you see on his whatsapp status that he's taking a picture of breakfast in bed <laughs> do you understand what I mean yeah, so it's those little yeah. things that you're going to be like okay no you're taking you're taking the piss yeah do you see what I mean so I think as long as as long as a man continues to do what he's supposed to do, to do, yeah. I can't really see where the issue is for the woman as long as she's actually moved on. Does that make sense? If yeah. she's moved on, he's doing what he's doing. There's no problem. Cool. I like, I like the way you said, if she's moved on. But of course she's That's moved it. on. How do you know? I'm just saying. She may not have. She's moved on. She may not have. She has. Got some people move away physically or they move on physically, but they don't move on emotionally. Anymore. Okay, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> because also as well, I kind of feel like that, because we, <laughs> we had a conversation about this actually. Mm. Um, I feel like what happens is that people break up, but then they don't really break up. So yeah. they're still, they're, you know, there's still maybe a bit of sexual activity that mm. might go on. Now, obviously, like you say, women are naturally more emotional beings. Yeah. So every time you have the intimacy with a person, it's it's kind of reducing your likelihood of breaking that emotional attachment. Yeah. So yeah. in a sense, I kind of feel like men also need to take a bit of responsibility because you know, you know what women are like. Yeah, 100%. I you know? Yeah. So, so am I right? Ding, 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 yeah, ding, yeah. ding. No, I'll I, I give you that one. So I think, I think if we're saying that, you know what, we're no longer going to be together... I think we both need to take responsibility and dissolve any sort of, you know, physical or emotional um, contact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's fair or I don't think it's right for you to, you know, be engaging your your ex like emotionally mm-hmm. when you have no plan whatsoever to be to, with them long term. To be with them long term, mm. like, I think that's unfair. That's selfish. Mm. But it's hard, though. Yeah. What's hard? It's hard to just end that, you know. Uh, 
not if you put your feelings aside. Okay, yeah, but you're making it very, you're you're making it sound very like easy. Like, okay, here's feelings. Bye bye. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in a box, and nah, away you go. This, I'm not saying it's easy, but if you're if you've got um, how can I put it? If you're looking at something in like in black and white, like you're looking at the goal, and you're saying, you know what, like this is the direction I'm heading in, and unfortunately it's not with that person, then I don't see how or I don't see why you need to get your feelings involved in that. Like even if you feel that, oh, you know what, I miss the way that she used to hug me. You know, your eyes need to be on the prize, and you need to be saying, yeah, I miss the way that she used to hug me. But guess what? This is where I need to be in five years. So let me just tunnel vision. <laughs> but, let me focus on that. But unfortunately, that's not really how the world works, though, is it? Like, because because life isn't black and white. Do you know what I mean? You sure? Yes, I'm very sure. Like, yeah. you could... I think it's very... I think when you've been with somebody for a certain period of time and you also share a child, mm. I think it's very easy for things to... For lines to get blurred sometimes because... You might go up, go around to go and pick up little Johnny and she's wearing those favourite little shorts that you used to like and then, you know, before you know it, that sparks something in your mind. No, but you, you should have known that was a possibility. So guess what? When you go to pick up Johnny, you wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> to, prevent, to prevent anything happening. <laughs> to prevent anything happening. Boundaries. Absolutely. But, okay, but, okay. Not everybody thinks like that, though, do they? Um, no, not everybody thinks like that. Not everybody thinks like that. But you have a choice. You can choose to think like that or you can choose not to think okay, like that. Okay, no, that's true. So you heard it here first, guys. Men, you have a choice. <laughs> and women, you have a choice too. So let's keep it black and white. Let's not make it grey or coloured. Mm. Let's focus on the prize. And then technically there should be no problems. Exactly that. You know, but... The way you made it sound, you make it make it sound easier than it really is. No, you're making <laughs> you're making it sound easier than it really is, because because if that because uh, if that was the case, if it was that easy, and if and if people had no problem with not crossing the lines or blurring, yeah. you know, boundaries, there 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 would be there would there wouldn't be all these emotional attachments and yeah. a lot of the fallout. To be honest, because you know. Okay, let me, let me put it this way: it's, it's easier when you can put your pride. And your emotions aside. Mm-hmm. But like I said, unfortunately, in a lot of circumstances... Um, Men not, are unable to, able do, to that. do that. Men are. Both parties are unable to do that. And yeah, unfortunately, the, the lines get blurred. Men aren't able to <laughs> let go of their men, pride and their ego. Men, women, you know. Both. We've all, we all got to take responsibility, you know. No, no, no. But I'm just yeah. trying to lean back on what you were saying earlier. You said that women have the emotional attachment issue. They're too emotional. But men, it's pride and ego. Yeah. So I'm just trying to separate the two. Okay. You all see? Right. All right. I'm not trying to make this a battle of the sexes, guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, got a rap for, rap for my ladies, you know. So let's talk about um, the kind of transition of the man getting into a new relationship. Mm. How do you think a man can manage that? to ensure that there is no conflict between, okay. you know, his new potential partner and his ex-partner and even his child because, you know, kids yeah. kids 
you know, they they can get jealous. And especially when, yeah. you know, if they're not living with you, it's almost like their time might now have to be shared with someone else. So how yeah. do you manage that? Yeah. Um, first disclaimer I'd like to put out there is that it's not easy. Um, but it can be done. Um, I think, first of all, you need to let the person that you're dating know that you have a child and that your child is a priority and these are the commitments that you have whether it's you know having your child on certain days or maybe you take them swimming on a certain day or whatever it is like you need to let them know from the get-go and not only let them know but they also need to accept it and they also need to be supportive okay um if that doesn't get done then that's where you get the things like, you know, you're supposed to pick up little Johnny every Saturday, every Saturday morning to take him football. Um, but she's morning, your new partner's morning, but she wants to go breakfast club for pancakes and sausage. Yeah. Um, you know, if she, if she hasn't got it into her head that actually, you know what, he's a father. He needs to take his child to mm-hmm. football every Saturday. Um, that's where you find yourself, you know, trying to divide your time. Yeah. Um, which which leads to um, issues later on down the line. Um, but I think yeah, if you if you let her know from the get go, these are your commitments, and she accepts it and she supports um, what you're doing by being a father to your child. I think it makes it easier. Well, if she doesn't, step. if she doesn't, then you unfortunately you can't be with her because, like I said, the children are priority. But she bad. But she not for you. But she's still bad. But she's not for you. But she bad. <laughs> she's not for you. You're gonna meet a lot of bad girls out there, you know. Um, but it's it's not about having you know the prettiest girl or the you know the girl with the biggest assets or whatever it is. You, you need you need someone that's compatible for you. Mm-hmm. And I think when you've got a child as well, like you need someone that is gonna be a. You need someone that's compatible for you and your child. Let me put it that way. Yes. You need, you need yes. To take, you need to take yes. A, that's a very good point. You need to take yeah. your child into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Number one, make sure your partner's willing to accept that you have children and that you have commitments. Um, then, this is an ideal situation, yeah. Because not every not every situation is ideal, but in an ideal situation, um. You need to let the uh, mother of your child know that you are dating, that you're seeing other people. How soon do you have to let them know? Right. So this is this is a smart way of doing it. You don't let you don't necessarily need to let her know that you're dating this one person, but you need to let them know that you're seeing other people, so that in her head there's a potential that mm-hmm. someone could come up like yeah you know sooner rather than later mm-hmm. um so i think when you've made up in your mind that yeah you're going to be dating or seeing other people um i don't know maybe like a, a month or two into it let her know that you know what, i'm going to be seeing other people um and then i think as you get to know this person um and you feel like you know what you're ready to introduce them to your child um, because I think it's important for you to discover 
whether there's compatibility between your new partner and your child. Yes. And the mm. only way you can do that is by letting them meet each other and um, see how they get on. See how they get on. So what would you do? Would you introduce them to your child as your new partner or just as, oh, this is my friend? No, nah, this is my friend. This is my Serena. friend. Yeah, this is my friend. And you, you need to do it. And I think you need to do it at a point where you feel that this is going to develop into a long-term relationship. Don't be bringing every Tanisha, Keisha round your child. Why does it? Why did her name have to end with Sha? <laughs> Anne, Mary, <laughs> <laughs> Yatunde, whoever. Like, just make sure you are not bringing, you know, every female friend around your child because it it's not a positive image whether your child is male or female. Um, at the end of the day, when you bring your long-term partner, you want your child to have respect for that um, person that you're with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to think, ah, oh, that's just another one of daddy's girls. Yes. Um, you also don't want them to think that, you know, like, that's cool. Like, oh yeah, daddy has a new friend. Um, every, you know, every month or, you know, every three months or so that, they're they're really affectionate or they do this and that mm-hmm. um, because kids are smarter than you think you know oh kids, yeah kids are much smarter than we think they pick up on things like quickly very um, so yeah you need to you need to introduce your child to your partner um, but like I said, it depends on the situation um, ideally you'd want to let the mother of your child know first I think um before you introduce someone oh yeah mm-hmm. um however what if like you're not on speaking terms like what if what if your lines of communication have completely broken down yeah. so you're not even like that what do you do then then you're, you're gonna have to introduce the person to your your child like i said um as a friend let them know that this is daddy's friend but only at the point where you know that yeah man this is the one like this is this is the person that I want to be with and I'm willing to take that risk don't you feel like some people feel like that with a lot of people they meet um yeah some people do but I think with guys it's a bit different I don't think I don't think guys you know make that decision too soon oh I see what you mean okay Mm -hmm. if you get what I mean yeah and that yeah this is this is the one this is the one that I want to spend the rest of my life with um for guys I think in general it it takes a while before they get to that point yeah where they say yeah, yeah I want to settle down hmm. um so yeah I think you definitely need to wait until you're serious um yeah I, I, those those are the three tips I would say yeah um like if the situation is not ideal then, boy, you're just going to have to kind of work with what you have and just apply wisdom mm-hmm. um, to the situation because you don't want to do anything that will, you know, disrespect the mother of your child because at the end of the day, that's that's the mother of your child. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you disrespect the mother of your child, you're disrespecting your child. So um, you need to do it in a tactful way, definitely, I would say. Love that. Okay. Okay, so Kwame, we're going to wind down yeah. this conversation now. But um, you know what? What are the what are the main things um, that 
a man or woman who mm. are kind of entering into a situation where they're going to have to start co-parenting, what are the main things that, you know, you feel like they should take away from our discussion? Um, number one, see the child as the priority in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put your ego, pride, and as much as possible, try and put your emotions um, to the side when it comes to making decisions for that child. Do what's best for that child because at the end of the day, it's the child that matters. Um, and whatever decision that you make, it's the child that's going to have an impact on the most. So keep them as a priority. Um, then the second thing, which we probably haven't talked as much as we should have, but um, communication. Communication yeah. is key. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys need to communicate clear in your communication um, and sometimes the best way to do that is to you know talk directly um, either through the phone or face to face when we do text messages and whatsapp um, sometimes things can be misread um, but if that works for you hey but you know I, I would recommend communicating directly don't communicate through the child okay yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um, but yeah communicate and try and see things from the other person's perspective which is something that I've um, probably more recently um, tried to do more often so that would be my third thing Um, you know whenever you're going to do something try and think okay what hold on how would the mother of my child feel if I do this yeah Um, and sometimes I think that helps to make a smarter decision because you're not just being selfish and thinking about yourself, you're thinking about the mother of your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way she feels actually impacts the way she raises your child. So if you want her to, ha- you know, raise your child in a good way, then you also need to make sure she's good. Mm-hmm. Make sure she's right. Um, and then be smart about the situation. Fourth thing. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt for you to go out and maybe get a little present for the mother of your child just to show your appreciation doesn't have to be anything big but it just shows that you're you know you're thankful um for the sacrifices that she's making to look after your child now you might think no i'm not doing that after the way she talks to me the way she's rude to me or she disrespects me or whatever but regardless of regardless of it all she looks after your child and And it's yeah and it's i think it's that's actually i'm not going to call it a tactic but that's actually a smart way of almost kind of putting out that fire of contention and animosity See by just doing a little small gesture by yeah. being the bigger person that might just bend. Mm. It then allows there to bring positivity into the situation. Exactly. You, mm-hmm. You've got to be smart about the situation. You know, if you've had your child for a weekend, nothing wrong with going Tesco at the end of the weekend. And just doing a little shop it doesn't have to be anything massive but just doing a, a little shop maybe getting some washing powder um a bag of rice or some oil or something like that you know just to help out in yeah. in the house you know it's those things by you being smart um regardless of whether she deserves it or not but like you say you're, you're trying to create a good environment for you to work together in order for you to raise your child mm-hmm. in the best way possible and 
you know, for you to do that, you need access to your child. Um, yeah. And if you want to get access, you've got to appease your other business partner. And sometimes that's what needs to be done. Um, what else can I say? Be open and honest. Um, and by that, I mean, like, don't lie, you know, to get your way. So we were previously we were talking about um, when guys maybe blur the lines a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, I know in the past there's guys that have, you know, in in trying to appease the mother of their child, maybe they've had to blur the lines in order for them to see their child. To appease her. Yeah, to appease yeah. her. Um, there's only so long you can keep that up. Yeah. So I think, you know what, just be open and honest from the get-go. And the quicker you can get over it, then the quicker you guys can move on and do what's best for the child. I'd, I'd say those are my main things um, that I could advise someone or recommend um, for them to positively have a good relationship with the mother or father of their child. I think what I'm going to take away from this conversation is um, I love the analogy of you um, describing it as a business partnership. Mm. Like, I think that's, ex I, like, honestly, I love that. I think that is almost the perfect way because you want your business to thrive. You want it to grow. Yeah. You want it to pay off dividends. And, you know, that and that is your child, yeah. as I'm looking at my daughter as we speak. Um, her picture. Beautiful, but, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um but yeah, I think, yeah, that, yeah, I love that. I love that. So guys, treat your co-parenting situation as a business. Anything that you would do in a business is the same thing you did for your child. So yeah. I love that. Um, Kwame, thank you so much um, for taking the time out to um, sit with me no, thank you and have well. this chat. Um, how can, how can um, our listeners find you and your podcast um so you can go onto instagram and you can search the daddy series um or you can go onto soundcloud and then put in the search um the daddy series podcast um and you can get access to our episodes there and we are going to be launching season two of our podcast in the new year so look out for that and um hopefully we'll have some videos and snippets of our conversation some guests as well. Hopefully, Dion's going to be joining us. Anytime, so, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, look out for that. And also, you can also find me on Instagram as well. Uh, Kwame says underscore UK. Okay, lovely. Okay, guys, well, um, as always, leave your comments below. Um, and I will see you next week for our final episode for the year. I know I'm, I'm saying that, but I'll probably throw in a few more, I reckon. Um, but, um, but yeah, have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening, guys. And yeah, take care. Love you. Okay, bye. Late. It's a wrap.